Claire Temple, host of Health Crash Radio. If you're looking for answers for your health, listen closely as my guests share with you their struggles and their recoveries, filled with inspiration and information to help you reclaim your life. And I was failing in my eyes. I wasn't able to keep up. I didn't have the energy. My brain fog was awful. And I just, I needed an answer as to why I was underachieving at work. Because looking back, I now see that work achievement is how I got my sense of self-worth and self-love. And so without being able to get that, I, I felt in a really dark place. Like I wasn't worthy of love, although I didn't recognize that was the pattern at the time. I just, I felt like I was underachieving and I needed to fix that. Hi, and welcome to Health Crash Radio for inspiration, hope, and direction as you reclaim your health. Today, my wonderful guest is Natalie Shaw. So Natalie is a lifestyle coach and she works with mind, body, and soul. Uh, She helps stressed and burned out women. And that is because she has been there a few times and visited burnout herself, which is kind of some of the stuff that we're going to talk about. um, Because I know that a lot of the people listening are going through some kind of health crash or burnout. So, hi, Natalie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant. So, tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and how you're helping people. Yeah, sure. So, I have a career history in asset management and then, owing to my own burnout, became a stress and burnout lifestyle coach for professional women. Mm -hmm. So, I coach in group and one-to-one sessions with women and I help them to effectively bring themselves back to life and I do that through combining mind body and soul and I came upon that approach because I personally tried very much to fix just the body initially and I would get some traction and some recovery and then it would all come crashing down again and it was at that point I really learned that I needed to connect with my emotions and so that's what I do with women is to help them reconnect with their emotions, their feelings, their passion, what brings them joy, but also what makes them angry, what stresses them out, what makes them nervous, because we're really good, I think, at numbing ourselves out. We live in a world that encourages numbing out. You know, think Netflix, sugar, overeating, undereating is a real um, badge of honor to keeping busy. And there's all sorts of things that we do to keep ourselves from feeling what we really feel Mm -hmm. and I very much believe that our body talks to us and we have to understand the language that it's talking and so if we are experiencing illness or disease it's dis-ease of the mind and it's the way that our body is communicating that something's out of balance something's not quite right and something needs addressing so often people will come to me and say hey I've got this health problem and I say great what's going on in your mind and they're like but it's yeah. a health problem I'm like yeah but great what's going on in your mind <laughs> um, because our body as I say talks to us and it's about understanding the language that it speaks and it's what it's trying to tell us yeah and this is obviously um part of your evolution your journey as you've dealt with your own health issues so just share a little bit about what happened with your own health and what solutions and or what the journey has been that you've been through yeah so Claire you were a fundamental part of that as you know when I came to you about five years ago I think it was now Mm -hmm. I felt like I was on the brink of physical 
death. I have an underactive thyroid, which I, I hadn't known was autoimmune for 13 years of being diagnosed with an underactive thyroid. I was experiencing rashes all over my body. I had digestive issues. I had blood sugar imbalances, headaches, um, awful PMT, hormonal swings, weight gain, acne, lethargy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Hair loss, all sorts of stuff that I just, I felt like I was dying a slow and painful death. I had awful fatigue. And at my worst, I was stuck in my house for six months, signed off work. And if I could achieve a shower some days, that was a success, you know. Mm-hmm. I would go I for a walk. first conversation that oh. we had, you know, early, early on. So, well, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that, actually, because obviously I was in a bit of a blur myself and you would have had an outside perspective on that. But yeah, I felt like I was dying a slow, painful death each day. Yeah. And when you're at that point, the thing that you focus on is how you feel, like yeah. what's what you can't do. And you, and it's total confusion and, and mystery about what's actually going on with your health as well even though you dealt with it because you had a goiter at the time as well didn't you so yeah massive goiter which I don't have anymore and um, that was yeah, there for yeah. more than 10 years and every blood test always said your results are normal and off you go and um actually lo and behold some lifestyle changes and I no longer have a goiter so so as you went through your journey, what, what do you say your first step was in reaching out? Because I think a lot of people, especially when they're driven and they're trying to push through and, and not, as you say, numb and suppress and, and just meet demands and carry on to the outside world. Yeah. Do you suppress quite a lot and don't ask for help? So what was it that prompted you to help to kind of reach out and think there must be some more answers out there? Because often we kind of, like you say, you've been to the GP and been tested and told that, well, you know, we can't find anything else on the test even though you've got all these symptoms and all these things going on yeah well I worked in a really busy corporate job that was quite demanding I worked in sales and had a big sales target and I felt a lot of pressure to keep up and I was failing in my eyes I wasn't able to keep up I didn't have the energy my brain fog was awful and I just I needed an answer as to why I was underachieving at work because looking back I now see that work achievement is how I got my sense of self-worth and self-love and so without being able to get that I I felt in a really dark place like I wasn't worthy of love although I didn't recognize that was the pattern at the time I just I felt like I was underachieving and I needed to fix that Mm -hmm. and the I do a lot of work around masculine and feminine energies Mm -hmm. the masculine being about doing achieving logic and I came at it from a very logical point of view right well if I've got this health issue then I can find a solution I can fix it and then I'll be okay and it was very much about becoming obsessed with reading information actually and I was like right I've come across this concept of a functional nutritionist and I need one of those because that's going to fix me let me find one of those so it was very logical and very much here's a problem I need a solution that's the thing that I need let me go and get one mm-hmm. um, And I felt empowered, I suppose, because I was doing something, Mm -hmm. having not done something for a long time. I mean, to get to the point where I was that ill, I'd obviously ignored it for quite some time and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to a point where I could no longer ignore it. Mm -hmm. And the body has this amazing way of doing that. You know, you can't just ignore it because it will just shout louder. So (laughs) I often use the analogy that first your body will whisper. and If you don't hear it, it will shout. And if you don't hear that, it will scream at you. And my body was screaming. And so, as I say, I came from a very practical, logical standpoint that here's a problem. I need a solution. That's the thing that I need. Let me get that. Yeah. 
And I, and I see that a, a lot as well. You know, people come and they're, they're like, test me, test me, tell me what's wrong. Give me a diagnosis, give me an explanation. Tell yeah. me the rational. I need to understand it logically. I need facts. And it gives a sense of control, yeah. um, but ultimately disempowers because the answers aren't there. And it's very difficult. I mean, I don't know how long it kind of took you to, to, to make that realization and, and that shift, but it takes, you can't tell somebody that that's where their answer is because they're like, no, I need an answer. Test me. <laughs> About two years. And I would turn up with my pad and I needed to see progress. I needed to know that it was moving in the right direction. And when it wasn't going the way that I thought, or I took a step back because, as you know, Claire, um, recovery is not a straight line. It's up and down, although the overall trajectory is up. When you have one of those, what feels like a step back, you feel like you're failing all over again and you're back to square one mentally. And so, I would get really frustrated if I couldn't see that progress happening quick enough. And as you mm. said, it was about control. I needed to see it moving forward. Well, what else can I throw at it? What other things can I buy? What other tests can I get? What other supplements can I take? Why isn't this happening? Yeah. And I, I did all the that things. me sort of mentality, isn't it? hundred percent. Again, that mask energy fits me. You know, we're taught it. It's that it, it, we grow up with it, you know. Very much so. And I, I definitely became obsessed with, learning the information doing the right things well I must do the yoga I must do the eating I must do the this and that and if I couldn't do it at the right time that created more stress which then affected my health further and I was caught in this loop of trying to control what I couldn't control Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so what was the piece of information you learned that was pivotal in making that shift Well, I was at my wits end. I had um, seen some physical recovery twice and then fallen back quite sharply. And I was at that point where I was in my house just with chronic fatigue day after day staring at the TV. And I was what I would call the epitome of laziness. And I hated laziness as an overdoer, overachiever. And I felt so low and so worthless as I would lay on my sofa watching episode after episode because I couldn't do anything else that I thought I needed, right, I need, I need a coach, I need a mindset coach to get me out of this slump. And uh, I scroll through social media, I landed on one, and I thought, that's the one, and it's a man, he'll tell me what to do, he'll fix me. So I had a little inkling, but it wasn't quite there. I need a man, he'll tell me what to do, he'll fix me, <laughs> and um, I'll be fine. And it was in that coaching process that I started to go, ah, oh, mm-hmm. it's my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. So what message would you give people who are struggling now? Like, how would you help them to see that shift, to see that there's their emotional body and their spiritual body? And there's all this other stuff that's going on, even though it's not kind of because it's not tangible. Yeah. So we're kind of taught to ignore it. a lot. Well, I'm going to make a book recommendation, actually. Um, And this is how I generally start the conversation. It's Louise Hay. You Can Heal Your Body. Mm-hmm. Great book. Show it to you. Brilliant book. So it's for anyone who's not aware of it, it's a list of ailments. And then there's an emotional connection because her view, as is yours and mine, that every physical ailment has an emotional root. So I will typically say, okay, so you've got a problem with your left hip. Let's read what that says. Mm-hmm. And initially the person might go, no, 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 no. And then I'll push a little bit further and dig a bit deeper and they'll be like, ah. Oh, Ah, I start to get it. I start to make that <laughs> connection. what they're experiencing. Yeah, starts to make the connection between the mind and the body. And then suddenly their mind will open and they're more 
willing to look into things in that vein Mm -hmm. and what was the convincer for you as you started you know you said you started to pick up oh hang on a sec there's all these unresolved emotions there's all these things that I need to deal with that are packed away what what convinced you that that was the crux of your because it's difficult to let go of that idea that it's physical what convinced you well, as I say, I was that, that logical person. I've done this. Let me try that. This will work. That will work. That hasn't worked. And I tried all of the health stuff and I was still doing all of the supplements and the health regime, but I hadn't progressed any further. So I'd had some recovery. Don't get me wrong. Like it had helped, but I wasn't sustaining it. And I kept not being able to move it any further forward. Mm-hmm. And as I started to delve into the mindset stuff, my my health recovered so quickly that I was like, wow, there's something in this. It was like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I could suddenly feel energy again. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So what are the best resources that have helped you? Ooh, resources. So, again, Lewis... Or podcasts or... Um... Yeah. So Lewis Raymond Taylor was my very first coach and he runs... Um, a company called the coaching academy and he was amazing like he literally opened my eyes and changed my life and and he was what I needed at that time because he was a man and he was logical and he spoke to me in my language at that time so he definitely made a massive imprint on my recovery Louise Hay as I've mentioned she's got many many books um heal your body is my most dog-eared book um and you've got you can heal your life that's a wonderful book And the book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy was really eye-opening for me. And it really just got me questioning a concept called limiting beliefs. So for anyone that's not familiar, we all have beliefs about ourselves, other people and the world. And we tend to gather so much evidence to confirm those beliefs because our brain would rather be right than happy in the knowledge that it is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, We gather all of this evidence and we start to take those beliefs as facts and then we live our lives as if they are facts so I had a belief that I was not lovable that I was not worthy that I was boring and that I was unintelligent and I had gathered all of this evidence throughout my life that person looked at me that way my boss said this my mum behaved like that look at all this evidence I've got that I'm so unlovable unintelligent and unworthy and I took them to be facts and I lived my life as if I was those things that I believed And the power of the subconscious mind and the coaching that I received allowed me to realize that they weren't facts. They were simply a belief that I'd had. And my brain had filtered my experience and my world to confirm what I believed because it wanted to be right. Not because it wanted to be happy in the knowledge that I am lovable and I am great. It wanted to be right about what I believed. And so that book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, really opened my mind further in terms of understanding how the brain works. Brilliant. Uh, because there's an enormous amount of vulnerability that comes in with starting to question your reality so this huge amount of um bravery is needed to walk that path and start to unpick things that one of the things I find as well is that because such a lot of it relates back to our childhood that we don't want to cast any blame on anybody else. And so we protect people from our past. And, and it's difficult to kind of look at reasons why we've 
developed certain coping strategies or certain protective patterns because we kind of want to protect people that we love um and the biggest uh well kind of realization with that is that it's nobody's fault nobody did anything wrong it's it's something that is an experience that you can go through and you can three different people going through the same experience could draw three different conclusions from it so it's not the intention from the person or what they actually did and you know as (laughs) especially working with people who are mums and they start to go oh my god when I realize this what have I said to my child what have I said this minute what have I said that minute and then start to become hyper aware of everything that's going on so um yeah, I've been you- there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. hundred percent. And I, I get that. So I find with the women I coach, there's two categories. One, or had a really great childhood, don't want to go there, don't want to look at it and protect everybody. And then the others are full of blame. And I was probably in that latter category. I was very, you didn't love me the way that you should. You didn't do this for me. And I had this really fixed idea of what love looked like. And if I wasn't loved in that particular way that I had written in my mind, then it meant that I wasn't loved. And that was part of my brain's filter of confirming what I believed, which is what I wasn't lovable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it is difficult to go there. And that's why we have people like myself that are coaches. And I will refer to the fact that I'll hold your hand and walk you through that difficult. And when you get to that wall of pain or fear, I'll hold your hand and we'll walk through it together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that whole yeah. thing of, it, I would say we're all in our own blind spots. Yes. So from the outside, uh, like you can see, I'm talking to listeners now, you can see with your friends or with other people, oh, I can see what they do there. I can see the pattern that they have. And the person themselves is just doing what they feel is the right thing to do to cope in that situation. And they can't see it for themselves. Yeah. And so having that mirror, having that handheld, having somebody with you to reflect back and help you realize that there's another way of thinking and another way of seeing is just so important. Yeah, it's essential. I think for me, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have that person to call me out on the stories that I'd been telling mm-hmm. myself. And we do offer a different perspective. And it doesn't mean that my perspective is right. The point is to show that there's more than one way to look at the same scenario. Yeah. And if you can look at it in a way that releases you from pain and you're winning you know it's a story that tells us we tell ourselves that keeps us in a story of pain well you can change that narrative anytime you like but it can be difficult when you are continuously reacting without understanding why you're doing what you're doing and without having that awareness of your own pattern yeah 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 brilliant and that brings you right the way back to what you were talking about at the beginning all the numbing that happens because that's exactly the pattern that creates the numbing isn't it Oh, definitely. And because we're not taught how to deal with our emotions either. You know, I often talk about anger with my clients. It's the one that comes up the most because especially as women, we're told that anger is not attractive. Anger is not nice. Good girls don't get angry. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know how to sit with this emotion of anger. We're not taught how to express it in a healthy way. And so we push it down. That's when you get the overeating. That's when you get the overcleaning, the overdoing, the Netflix binging, because Mm -hmm. you've got this, what we think is a shameful emotion that we shouldn't be feeling. And we stuff it down and we push it and push it and push it. And those very same people quite often will have rageful outbursts at some point. And then they feel so awful that they've had this really gross version of anger that they didn't like anyway, that they push it down even harder. So it's about learning and connecting with our emotions and understanding what we feel when we feel it 
and finding healthy ways to express it. So bean bags for me is a wonderful way. Lob them at the wall, whack them at the wall so hard um, <laughs> that you get your anger out because anger is not bad, but there are healthier ways to express it than others, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just acknowledging the anger in the first place. Yes. Because it's validating yourself, validating your emotions. So so I didn't, I struggled with my anger for so long. You might remember I had terrible acne. Mm -hmm. And again, if you go back to Louise Hay, this was outbursts of anger. This Mm -hmm. was unexpressed anger coming out through my face. And it was something that took me a long time to get to the bottom of and learn to be okay with that ugly anger in me and recognize that actually it's not ugly. It's just a part of being human. Yeah, 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 and a, and a, and a really important part as well. It, it, it's not, you know, what the our emotional life and the emotions that we experience as we go through life, pretty much is how we experience life. Yeah, that that's it, our emotional life of our ups and downs and how we react to things and how we feel about things. There are guideposts. There are kind of things that lead. If us we're to not it. feeling, we're not living, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um. So what message would you give to people who are stuck and struggling right now, especially, you know, they, they're kind of, they're still in that mindset where they're like, well, it can't be emotional stuff for me. Yeah. I'd say, what have you got to lose? Open your mind a little bit. It's worth a try. When I reached out to that coach, I was like, well, I've tried everything else is the pun. I really don't think it's going to work, but you know, I've got nothing else to lose. And lo and behold, it was the thing that took me to the next stage of my life and my healing mm-hmm and my recovery so um I lovingly say put your ego to the side and open your mind to other possibilities because it might just be the thing that you need and what's the one action that you would tell somebody to take buy a journal buy a journal and ask yourself every damn day how am I feeling awesome (laughs) oh that was uh I, I, I know that the shift that that can make for some people who are stuck in the same way that can't let go of their conscious, um, it's that logical control because you feel like you're in control when you're thinking it all mm-hmm. and letting go of that kind of um, ability to rationalize it and explain it logically and have a test for it is really, really difficult. So um, the 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 passion and your own personal experience that was within that I'm sure I'm hoping just shifts people um, from that one place to the other and helps to progress their journey on too I really appreciate your time with that so where can people who are interested in the work that you do and interested in working with you where can they um, reach you and I'll put your the links that you mentioned down in the the bio as well lovely thank you so I'm on all the usual Facebook Instagram, LinkedIn, and my website is www.natalieshaw.com. Fabulous. And I encourage people to ask questions. And um, if we get some really good questions, then we can get you back on again and uh, have another conversation because uh, you're, you'll be a mind of knowledge and experience with all the people that you're helping. Oh, I'd love to come back on. Thank you for having me today. Another empowering interview. Check out the links below for any freebies and offers. Ask questions and please share this podcast with three friends who will benefit. Thanks for listening and remember to subscribe for more.